I gotta hear me. Damn, baby, baby. Damn. Sing my songs, strong in my gun, not good for my body. I change it up, cause it ain't never like that, and you won't hurt it. My lane's been stuck, I've never been afraid to switch on my money. And you show me love, I'm being a virginal. <laughs> Your zero, Manira the Magnificent, and with me, my mortal enemy, Carl. What's my name? Why can't you just like cooperate, like ever? I mean, because when when you were like just talking, like you didn't say you were act like crazy person because of a cord on. So that's why. Welcome to episode six, ladies and gentlemen. We are officially 60% into our goal. Over halfway through with the with, with this uh, podcast, right? Because I don't know what she's going to do after me. Probably not shit. But we'll see. So I had a recent life-changing experience. I saw the one and only, the incomparable... The Magnificent, Miss Janet Demita Joe Jackson. Is that her real name? That is her real name. Demita. Demita. Like Demita running, y'all. Get in the car. <laughs> Don't mock the love of my life. Is <laughs> Demita Joe. Yes, as in Joseph. I, I know who Joe is. Yeah. He beat what's the name? Made him dance right. Anyway, I went, I attended the Unbreakable Tour with um, my good friend, my brother, my ex-husband. That sounds so wrong, that combination of things. Jason, shout out to my boo, Jason Lurie. Follow him, y'all. My whole name on the podcast, what the hell? He's an artist, okay? Everyone knows who he is. Okay. So anyway, we went and we attended the the Unbreakable Tour. (laughs) It was at FedEx Forum uh, Tuesday night, September 29th. And um, the show was supposed to start at 8 o'clock. It started at around 8.30. So I guess it's not too bad of a, you know, a wait. Like when Janet came on 8.30? Yeah. Bravo to fucking Janet Jackson. Oh, my God. For real? She coming at 8.30? Yeah. She, well, but in the program it said, Miss Jackson will begin the show promptly at 8 o'clock. So I'm thinking. I mean, it's nothing. nothing yet, but. The point is, she only took 30 minutes, though. But I was thinking they really would start at 8 o'clock because they have two kids. That's that's amazing if you're supposed to start at 8. Giving Memphis, just giving artists reputations for coming on, like, hours late. And it's been plenty of artists in Memphis that have done that. And I've seen people defend some of these people, too, though. Yeah, she didn't do a Lauryn Hill. She didn't come out, you know, the next day and then expect for you to just stand there and, yeah. and, and cheer her on. Like, she didn't do that. And then put you out if you say something. <laughs> she put people up. Jan is like, I'm 49. I have to be in the bed by 11. I cannot. I can't do this. I got these two babies with me, and we got to get it. Probably be drinking Patron and all that stuff on tour. They are not drinking Patron. Yes, they are. But no, I, I was really excited. This Janet was on my bucket list, and I could cross her off now. I will say that she did look like she was on autopilot a little bit there, but 
I think that's to be expected when you're doing a show like every single night no. and you're 49 mm-hmm. and you've been doing this for your entire life. And no. I, even Michael, towards the end of his career, was like that, but he was also heavily drugged. So people ain't paying to go see you on autopilot, though. They paying for you doing a live show. But you're also a human. So unless you're on drugs uh, or unless you're Beyonce. Shorten your tour up and make it the dates more separate then. But you know, I'm just saying, if I go see somebody and they like just lackluster, I'm going to be like, what the hell? Like, I kind of feel like I wasted my money. Well, she actually added on a ton of dates because it was like in demand. So she really didn't have that many dates to begin with because I think she knows what she can do. And that's why she canceled her Vegas dates, or she or she moved them to May. She postponed them so yeah. she could rest herself. She never, but she never gonna do them. Though. Vegas, I hope y'all realize that she never gonna do them shows. She is. She's gonna do them. She just needs time to to rest. But and the other thing, I lo- I really enjoyed the show. You know, she did all of her hits, and she did about three or four songs from the new album, Unbreakable. Check it out, guys. It's wonderful. It's what I've been missing since All for You. But anyway, the show was only an hour and thirty minutes long. I wish it had been like at least two hours. I just felt like it was just too short for me. It was like a Friday, Wednesday. What day was it? It was a Tuesday. That's the other yeah, thing. A that, Tuesday night. Good. I think hour thirty good. People go home, gotta go to sleep, gotta go to work, get them little fucking kids up at school the next morning. Yeah, that's good. I could have used a little bit more Janet, <clears throat> aka Demita Joe, aka Bay. But I enjoyed it, and um, I'm now listening to her album, and I'm about halfway through. 19 songs. Full album. Like, she, a, a real album. Back in the day right there. Yeah. Don't do that no more. Yeah, so check it out, guys. All right, moving on. Yo, it is officially fall around this piece. It is officially boot season, boot season, cuff season. No cuffing happening around here. So I might have to rent me a boo this winter. Is that is that a thing? Can I make that a thing? You can just find. I mean, why don't you just find you a temporary boo? Why you got a real one? That's stupid. Cause you know people fall in love with me, and I don't have time for that. Stop! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you saying that that I'm lying? Pretty much. Yeah. Boy, stop. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know. I can't stand your ass. <laughs> no, no, you know nothing with me. Stop right there. If I said Carl the ex no. tomorrow, hey, bruh. <laughs> Not at all. As he shakes his head, yes. Don't let him fool y'all. But seriously, is there a market for that? No, it's called an escort, I guess. No, it's not. You having sex? Okay, get real. I'm just no. You're not having sex. I mean, it's not illegal. If, le- if he is your rentaboo, it's not. He's illegal. your boo. It's not illegal. Or he or she is your rentaboo. Rentaboo. You you you. You, you, you talking? You Manira. You you. It's prostitution. What you talking about right now? Basically. No, but it's a real relationship. Like prostitutes, you just you screw and then you move on about your life, your day. It's not a real relationship. You're still paying them for this. It's a fake relationship. But it's still a relationship. It's prostitution is. <laughs> you realize, prostitution you is, know, an, is an is a. Let's say this: you are still paying for this service, right? But you're paying for the relationship. If you don't want to have sex with the person, okay, sex is not mandatory. It's an option. It, it's option in prostitution too. 
they might want they they might be they might be be hired to take nude photos. You know well, what I'm saying? No, I'm, that would redefine I'm, the word prostitution. Prostitution is about sex. I'm going to start my rental service. service. Yeah. There's a cuddling service out there. Oh, yeah. oh, just, that's nuts. That's nuts. Number one. Cuddling service. So these so, just feel these random dicks on their booties and backs. Like, come on, bro. Like, for real though. There might be a, a barrier of some sort. You know, you're getting hard. I'm just like, come on now. You won't necessarily get hard. Yeah, you, you might rock. You're going to chill. You're going to chill. You, I'm just saying, unless, you, uh, well, I mean, it's just 100% unattractive. You know what I'm saying? I, that's the only way. But then again, I guess if you hiring a, uh, like, if you're getting a cousin serving, then obviously it's a problem somewhere. Or you just crazy. <laughs> or bored. So, yeah, look out for my business, Renaboo. Um, coming to a city near you. But first of all, I need to find me a temporary boo. So let me stop. Let me not. Response or they're going to be <laughs> too real. Boy. Watch. <laughs> too real. But no, I'll be fine with my hoodies and my socks, my sweatpants, my hot tea, my hot soup. Hot tea. Okay. Yeah. We can drink hot tea. I'm going to start. Chai tea. Chai tea. Okay. I'm going to let you live today. All right. Moving on. A couple days ago, I posted a video of your good friend, Mr. Donald Glover, singing um, a a cover, actually, of one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. Tamia's So Into You. And I had no... I mean, I'm not really familiar with... Gambino. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really familiar with his music. I know he that he's a rapper, and I've heard some of his songs. I couldn't tell you the names of them, but I didn't know he was. I didn't know he could sing, and I was pleasantly surprised. He's very talented. Did you know he could sing? Yes, because he sings on his album. Did you know he could sing like that? Yes, because he sings on his album like that. You're a liar because you told me you didn't know he could sing like that. But anyway, now but now you want to look like you know what you're talking about. So anyway, it, it got me thinking. Maybe it got you thinking? <laughs> you thinking. Oh, we know, because it takes a lot to get you thinking. About um, underrated artists. Who do you consider to be an underrated artist? Um, An underrated artist. Joe Budden. Besides Joe Budden. I should have prefaced that question with, with that statement. I'm going to preface all of my questions to you with besides Joe Budden or Joe Budden aside... Uh, there's a lot of artists that I would consider to be very underrated and kind of unknown that are really dope. Can you just pick one, please? If I had to pick one right now that I'm listening to actually a lot, it would be uh, Mick Jenkins out of Chicago. He's like 24, a uh, young, conscious rapper. Uh, he's real dope. His uh, latest, uh, it was an EP. It was called Waves, uh, released August 21st. It's pretty good, but if you were gonna just say go download him, I value I would go like to Dead Piff and like just search the waters and listen to that first. It's a real dope tape. Uh, the concept is real dope. Uh, basically, motherfuckers need to drink water and wake up. You know, yeah, he's dope. And we've actually featured him on a, a couple of the podcasts, right? Yeah, I think we played two of his songs, yeah. Canada Dry and well, no, we played Canada Dry and we did Martyrs on the. Lyric game. Uh, my artist is um, a woman that is near and dear to my heart. I don't even know how I discovered her, like how I came across her. I think I was looking for 
Tina Marie or somebody. I don't know. I was on YouTube, and I just came across this Lily White. <laughs> Lily White. <laughs> she is. She's very pale. She's Irish. Red hair. The whole bit. Her name is Roisin Murphy, and she is... Um, She's a pop artist, but she's very soulful. She's very weird and odd, and I just like that about her. And actually, there were some comparisons as far as... If you guys look her up, Google her, you'll see that her fashion sense is very much out there. She's very fashion-forward and eccentric in that way. But actually, Miss Lady Gaga has taken a lot of her fashion, whatever the fuck you want to call that, from Roisin Murphy. But... If you want to check out Roisin Murphy, I would suggest you start with Overpowered. It's one of the greatest albums ever in life. And actually, if I were stuck on an island, that would be one of the albums that I would. Really? That I, yeah. Okay. That's, man, it must be good if like, you're stuck on an island. That's all you got. You probably wouldn't like it because, you know, if it's not hip-hop, then. I listen. I mean, I don't, don't act like that. I, like The only thing I listen to is hip-hop in there. Come on. Don't, don't do me. What else you listen to? Okay. Don't worry about it. What else you listen to? So anyway, Roisin Murphy, uh, she started out in Maloka, which was a, a a band, and they were kind of pop, electronic, house, soul, funk, all of that. I mean, like, damn. They do it all, so which is awesome. So, yes, Roisin Murphy. And uh, that's my artist, and I guess we're going to feature a song by her as well at some point. Um, she makes that music that makes me feel good, as opposed to good music, which I don't, I don't believe in that you believe in phrase. Good? You don't believe in good music phrase? No, I don't. That means there has to. I don't. I don't believe in good music and you, bad music. You in bad music. I totally believe in bad music. I believe that all music is what it is. No, it's, it's somebody's creativity, but it still sucks, though. To you. You're right. It's subjective. So, but I, it, I mean, some shit sucks. Because, I mean, you know, all music has its purpose and somebody loves something. Yeah. And, like, and like I've said before, there's a memory attached to every single song that's out there. I think all music has its purpose. I don't put good or bad labels on it because, yeah, you know, I know you do. Cause I definitely do. So. Do you think you should, um, do you think it's right to compare artists uh, I don't think it's right, but I understand why people do it. Either you consciously or unconsciously, unconsciously do it, but you do it. Believe me, you do. I think for the most part, I compare an artist to themselves. Like, I compare one album to the other. Like, I'm not sitting up and going, oh, you know, uh, Rihanna is not better than Beyonce. Because nobody's better than Beyonce. But anyway... Like Rihanna's song wasn't wasn't as good as as Beyonce's because it's like it doesn't make any sense to do that. Like when people did the whole Michael Jackson and Prince thing, two completely different people, genres. Like there you can't compare the two. Like why do you even try? I don't know. Maybe because I think for some people, uh, it kind of give validation to why they like this artist more than they like another artist. Therefore, they try to compare these two artists who kind of it may be the same way, like a Kendrick Lamar J Cole type thing. You see what I'm saying? I, I can see if one album resonate or one artist resonates more with you. That's the whole reason why. Yes, because one artist probably does resonate more with that person, and and plus you gotta understand like it's it's kind of like a 
they trying to pit these people against each other because like this the class they in like like a Jay Z type like Jay Z Nas you know what I'm saying like people like Nas better than Jay people like Jay Z better than Nas it's kind of the same thing with Kendrick J Cole or like anybody like that uh, let me think like singing wise uh, Trey songs and Usher maybe or August Alcina somebody like that nature you know they they try to compare those type songs to each other like Usher like oh Trey songs sing those it's, it's better like you know, some people might say the other guy better. They, Who the hell is saying Trey Song sings better than I'm, Usher? I was just I'm I'm I'm, I'm positive it's people out there who prefer Trey Songs over Usher. Now, I want like for real though. Trey goat Song. boy, like hmm? he seems like a goat. That's your opinion of his music. You see what I'm saying? I know it's probably some women who think Trey Songs fucking guy. Like for real though. Because he looks like Trey Songs. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, that's why though. Like they gonna like fucking like Rihanna Army like. Navy, whatever. Navy, get it right. Don't, don't come. For me. I'm sorry, uh, Riri. That was that was Carl the X, not me. Come for me because I ain't got no Twitter for y'all to come in. So <laughs> knock yourself out. <laughs> you find me on Facebook. Block all you motherfuckers. Be I don't. I guess it could be the same way for for athletes. The whole Kobe versus Jordan thing, or LeBron versus Jordan. Like why? It's like two different because age well, or well, decades. Not, what are we not, in? Like two. Really, I, that's not really the same though. Because Michael Jordan considered a great. It's still comparing skill. Nah, nah, they're trying to compare accolades at this point. Michael Jordan is clearly the people say, and I, I say this too, the greatest basketball player of all time. Period. Point blank. I don't care. Is it because of the accolades or the skill though? Everything. I thought. I think it comes down to the. I guess it's both. I mean, no, Jordan had accolades and skills though. Like he had both of them. But so does Kobe. But and LeBron's not done yet, so you just don't know. Yeah, but like, do he do they have as many accolades as Jordan? No championships, MVPs, uh, defensive, uh, you know, all this stuff. Defensive first teams, all NBA first teams. Doesn't Kobe have a lot of yeah, MVPs no, 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 no. and LeBron? No, I think LeBron got two. I think Kobe got one, maybe more two. MVP. Yeah, you 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 think it's easy to get an MVP? But I'm saying he's. Well, I guess did Shaquille O'Neal get them Shaq, when they were together? Shaq got, maybe, maybe Shaq got an MVP here, and I, mean, I don't know. Like I don't care for Shaq like that, but oh, okay. I, I don't remember. I, I, I'm not. I'm not you not. You're not up on your stats with I mean, Kobe. I'm, what? I'm not a Laker fan. Oh, you're just I, a Kobe stand. I'm not a Kobe stand. I think Kobe is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he I think was a great player. Let's get that right. Okay, he I is mean, in I the gold. He's in the twilight of his basketball life. I bet he can beat any of your favorite players at this twilight in his stage, in any stage of their careers right now. But I bet he can't beat me. So, what are we talking about? Music and comparing artists and why people do it. Yeah, I guess I still don't quite understand it. I mean, I don't. I guess it's a mar- maybe it's a marketing it's not thing marketing, too. Ploy. I mean, not really, because like, I mean, you're not marketing shit on Facebook if, if I'm saying, uh. This dude better than this dude, and then somebody else chime in and tell no, me. No, I'm, I'm not talking about like fans talking. I'm talking about when you know these record labels bring people out. They're like, oh, she's the next whatever. Like, so they, they're automatically comparing you really, to somebody else. I mean, because like Tori Kelly, they like compared her. No, not Tori Kelly, Tanache or whatever. Who the fuck is Tanache? She has um, what's the song? I can't think of the song right now. But they're calling her like the next Beyonce. Oh, okay. Ain't no, ain't no next Beyonce boo boo. Well, she can really sing, but okay. did you see it? the BET Awards when they did the Janet Jackson tribute? I don't watch anything on BET. I don't either, but I just watched that because it I was Janet. Clearly, don't watch anything on BET. Not even awards. Fuck BET. 
For real, though. But anyway, like I said, that's like kind of the thing that people do automatically off the bat. They bring somebody out and they're like, they were comparing Janae Aiko to Sade. They were like, she's. I, I mean, no, no, no. I don't think that that's label driven. I think that's fan driven. Like things like that. But no, like when they brought out her album, like, like they actually say. I hear what you're saying though, because like, do, do they actually like tell me like I've never heard that before? I ain't gonna lie to you, like for anybody really. What? Like this person the next. Like, well, they don't say that she's the next. It's just like you know throwing another artist out there and like. I mean, I understand a natural comparison. But I don't. I don't. You know, like cause I remember at one point it was like. J. Cole was supposed to be like the next Nas, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. And Drake was supposed to be the Jay-Z of the class or something like that. You know, like following those respective places, which I think is stupid because, you know, it's only one Nas. You know what I'm saying? It's only one Jay. It's only one J. Cole. It's only one Drake. There's only one of anybody. And I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's the point? I just consume music. I, I, I don't like, honestly, I don't just go out like, I don't like listening to somebody be like, you know what? Drake ain't that bumping. Like, something like that. Oh, Drake couldn't do this. That, I don't do it. I just listen to the music I like, straight up. I mean, I do like Drake. I'm not, I'm not hating on y'all, y'all, you Drake stands out there. I go back and forth with Drake. I'm like 60% there for him, and then 40%, like, just shut the fuck up with the singing. I don't want to hear you moan and groan anymore on a song. Just stop. But he going to hit you with the hotline bling. You know what he means? One thing, Manira. Ever since you. Like, I need him to stop being soft and hard, like, at the same time. Yeah. I think that's asking too much, Number though. One. Okay. See, I don't think he's, he, like, he, yes, he's, he, he do have his soft emotion and shit, but Drake, like, cocky. I'm just, that nigga cocky. Whose is it? Whose is it? <laughs> I'm gonna rub your feet, girl. That's probably, is that in the song? <laughs> but the, the fact that it sounds like it could be. I'm winning on Drake right there. Let the, let the body I'm just saying, sometimes I'm listening to Pandora. He winning. Right. I'm listening to Pandora and I just hear one song too many where he's singing and I'm just like I'm over you. I'm over you today. Like like think how many people like imitate this style right now though. Like for real though. Drake's style. A lot. Singing and rapping. Shit. I think people were singing and rapping before him, but they, they 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 made Who made it. But let me say though, but if you if you hear like somebody singing and rapping, what's the first artist gonna come to your mind though? Lauren Hill. No, he's not you ass. Yes the hell it is. Ain't no fucking body. But I'm not gonna say anybody. Like I'm pretty sure them little conscious fuckers. Like oh Lauren Hill, and ain't nobody like in the regular. She was world. the first one to like really do both of them great. Lauren Hill is, is crazy. First off, okay, but that shouldn't take away from, from the fact that she can do saying, both. Though, nobody splendidly. Nobody is thinking Lauren Hill right now though, because she's she kind of irrelevant. I'm just being real. She is. Well, allegedly she's coming out with an album this year. <laughs> well, she came out with one last year too, with like the irises on the shit. No, she came out with a couple of singles because they were like, she's working on an album and the record well, label and the record label pay her taxes and all these other things so she wouldn't go to jail. Don't you come for Miss Lauren Hill? She will have your ass thrown out. I didn't come for Lauren. I just said she's not relevant in today's music life. And you think that's not coming for her? No, it's not coming for her. I'm not. I'm not like Lauren Hill. You suck ass. Don't ever make music again. That's coming for her. Saying that she she's still great, but she's not relevant. Like she's not like she ain't in the forefront of music right now. Her music will always be relevant. Okay, I'm just not gonna. Do you, does Drake have a classic album? Do you think he'll have have a classic album uh, that people will be listening to I mean, twenty years from now? Like like Maybe. still worshiping I mean, I, I, it. I don't, I don't know if today's music gonna have that lasting effect on people. Like not like the like the old no like the older days of music like the like the the good music soul and uh, David Ruffin and people like that. I don't think today's music gonna have that lasting effect. Some people would say uh, so far gone was pretty classic. Like their mixtape, they really kind of blew him up. I mean, I thought it was pretty dope. Well, uh, I listened to it a lot. I'm not gonna lie. 
I don't know about like just studio albums though. I don't, I, I, I don't. I doubt it. All right, moving on. Would you consider yourself to be an introvert or an extrovert? Neither. My labeling must. <laughs> I don't know. I was an introvert, wow. and then I was an extrovert because I uh, I like going places, but I don't really like talking to people. So I don't know how that works. Do you feel like you need copious amounts of alone time where you're not interacting with other humans? No, I feel like I need that. I feel like maybe the definition of an introvert is a little bit shady. I mean, I, I, I like alone time. I mean, I mean, is it? Well, I don't know if my alone time is truly alone time, though. You know, that's the thing. Because I'm, I'm basically playing games with people online most of my alone time. If I'm just kicking it at the house by myself. So is that considered alone time if I'm alone, but I'm just playing people online? I've read so many fucking articles about introverts and next like, like honestly, I just really, just really started hearing about introverts and extroverts like two to three years ago. Like before that, it was relatively unknown to me. And then I had a, I just had a people I know that was like, I'm an introvert. And I was like, okay. And then I like read all these articles about introverts and how they like to be alone and they all like to go out to parties and they just like sit on their couch and watch TV. I think there's a difference between like being antisocial and then being an introvert because introverts, introverts can definitely be social, but like I said, we tend to be more introspective as far as feelings that we definitely need time where we are not around humans. I thought they never liked to be around humans like at all, like for real. I don't know. No. We can we can deal with them, I but one of the definitions of what I read. So. And that's the thing. That's like there's so many Like what is a what is a true introvert? That's what I want to know right now. Tell me. Like, I think there's a scale. It's a scale of introversion. I think like with with anything like um, I don't fucking know I don't think I like I'm not labeling myself introvert or extrovert I'm just Carl like for real though and my ways are me so fuck that label shit I am I can be an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert see I like I think like when we do that we kind of like fucking with people because they like no but when you say I like to be around people I like to be around people that I know yeah I do I do like to be around the like, people that I like I like I like them and I like to be around them but like. I still like to like kind of like go places, but like I. But you don't like to talk to people while you're there. No, I, like I see people like I may interact with on social media, and I like barely say hey to these people. I like maybe I'm being a dick. I don't know, but then again, I just like kind of like look around, and I go like find a corner and just like chill there, and then go look around some more, and then I leave. So I think we should have a conversation about this because it's literally the name <laughs> of the show. Of the show. How did? What? Well, I came up with no, no, the no, name. No, no, I'm saying I know you came up with the name. But I'm like, how did the name even come to fruition with you though? Like, I never asked you that because you just was like, because we was gonna call it. What else? What was? What's the other name? Strange Planet. Yeah, because we was like introverted extrovert is just too much to say. Yeah, I wasn't for introverted extrovert. I was just like, I don't want to say this every time. It's A A I E. That's right. I guess. No, I I came up with the name because that's what I consider myself to be. Um, I can be very much extroverted um, when I need to be. It's almost like I'm putting on an act. That's what's wrong with people today. Oh, God. They always want to label something. Like, just be you. It's not a label. It is what it is. No, people. No, that's no. why we have names for things because they exist. It's a label. 
So anyway, I'm going to have a conversation about introverts and um, I'm gonna, two of my friends are going to join me. So you guys stick around for that. Lakewood means rewind, a gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Search. Yeah. Way, way, way up. Search, search, search. Turn it all up. Yeah. Look, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take away from a nigga. Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day. Fuck going online, that ain't part of my day. I got real shit popping with my family too. I got niggas that can never leave Canada too. I got two mortgages, 30 million in total. I got niggas that are still trying fucking me over. I got rap niggas that I gotta act like I like. But my acting days are over, fuck them niggas for life, yeah. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy Trying to take away from a nigga Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga I got people talking down, man, like I give a fuck I bought this one a purse, I bought this one a truck I bought this one a house, I bought this one a mall I keep buying shit, just make sure you keep track of it all I got bitches asking me about the code for the Wi-Fi So they can talk about the timeline And show me pictures of their friends Just to tell me they ain't really friends Ex-girl, she the female version of me I got strippers in my life, but they virgins to me I hear everybody talking about what they gonna be I got high hopes for you niggas, we gon' see I got money in the course of all my niggas are free About to call your ass a Uber, I got somewhere to be I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me Well run up when you see me, then we gon' see I got enemies, got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy Trying to take away from a nigga Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga What is an introvert? Obviously, the term introvert and extrovert, for that matter, have been around longer than we have. So I decided to call my good boyfriend, Google, and just put the word in. And I just simply put in introvert definition. And this is what it gave me. A shy person. A person predominantly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings rather than external things. And I thought, well, this could be any human on the planet at any given point who has a brain and feelings and thoughts. So I decided to look up extrovert. And this is what it brought up. An outgoing, overtly expressive person. A person predominantly concerned with external things or objective considerations. Joining me in this conversation are two friends of mine, my friend Natalie. Hello. And Ruth. Hello. So ladies, what do you two consider yourselves to be on the spectrum? I think there is a spectrum. There's the introvert and then there's extrovert. People seem to think that you belong to either camp exclusively when I think really it's kind of a spectrum thing, where I don't think you could belong to either one all the way without being somewhat insane. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys agree with, with that? I would agree with that. I think I'm probably an 80-20. I'm 80% introverted, 20% extroverted. Yeah, I was going to say about the same thing. Like, 
85% introverted, (laughs) 90% introverted, but not based on those definitions, though. Not based on that definition that you read. So what is your definition? What's your definition of of an introvert? I guess maybe I should go back and give some history on the words. Yeah. Somewhat. Well, not really, because I don't really feel like it. The word introvert and extrovert kind of became popular in the early... It's been around, like I said, for a while. But it became popular when this guy named Carl Jung... I think I'm saying it right. Jung. Jung, you know, kind of made it popular again. And then people took it and were like, okay, so I'm either this or I'm that. And he's like, no, you're in between those things. One of the definitions that made more sense for me as far as being an introvert is how you recharge. Introverts, they recharge by being by themselves, being alone, because being around other people um, tends to drain them. It tends to take away their energy. As opposed to extroverts, they need human interaction. They need people. It gives them energy. It helps them recharge. I would tend to agree with your definition, but, well, the definition the definition you gave us, um, I don't think I'm drained by being with people so much as I am drained by people's behavior. Um, so people. <laughs> no, not people. But when you're in a room full of extroverts and you're someone who does not express themselves quite that openly... Um, that's draining because there's an, a level of expectation for how you should behave and interact with people. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable in silence. I don't want to be on a road trip with someone who feels the need to entertain me and whoever else is in the car for the entire length of the trip. Silence is golden. Just relax, enjoy the scenery, be one with your thoughts. I completely agree with Ruth. Um, my def- I don't feel like I have a definition. I mean, I just, I guess I base introversion off of my own actions. I, I think that I am very observant. I like to really absorb my environment before I just blabber, you know, talk to. I don't want the stage. I don't want the center stage. I think that whenever I have something to say, like I'll say it, but I don't like to be forced to talk or express myself just because everyone else is doing it, like you said. Um, Would you say it is a misconception that you would be shy as an introvert, or is that could that just be a trait of being an introvert? Some say being shy, withdrawn, is a misconception of being an, of introversion, which I could argue that it could really... It really could be a trait or a char- characteristic of being an introvert. And, you know, on the flip side, you could completely not be shy or withdrawn. You could uh, outwardly appear to be very outgoing and gregarious and still be an introvert. I think that's why people get so confused because it's not either or. Well, and people talk about being shy like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, you're shy. You shouldn't be shy anymore. You can be shy and not be crippled by being shy. That just means that you kind of, I don't know, almost pick and choose who you say what to. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think if you're crippled by your shyness, that's a social anxiety. That's not being shy. Um, so I think you can be introverted and be shy. You can be introverted and be socially awkward. You can be introverted and be good at public speaking and be able to not mumble and enunciate and put yourself forward in an articulate way when you need to. 
So I would say it's kind of a misconception, but you can be lots of different things and be lots of other things at the same time. Yeah, I think it's a, a misconception for me, especially um, because, you know, as I was saying earlier, like when I was younger, and I, the word introvert when I was a kid was not the the term. It was just like shy. It was quiet. It was, you know, it was very, it was seen as a negative. It's like, Oh, she's shy. She, you know, and once people continue to tell you that it, it kind of mm-hmm. seeps into your brain, you're like, I'm shy, I'm shy. But you know, as I got older, I just realized I pick and choose. It's like, I don't want to talk to you about this stuff or maybe I do, but if I feel that I want to express myself, I will do it. I, I don't want, I wouldn't say that I'm shy now though, because I'm like, look at the things that I've done mm-hmm. as far as like pageants and all this stuff. Shy people don't do that. Right. It's right. just how I choose to present myself in a specific environment. I think. I think introverts do need more time to prepare. Maybe. I don't know that we're as good just off the cuff. If someone says, here's this hundred page brief, get up there in 10 minutes and give the CEO a rundown of what we're doing. I mean, I can do that. I'm capable of doing that, but I know that I will not feel as confident in myself just because of how I process things to get up there and do that. I'd I'd prefer a little bit more time to read and, and think about something so I can be more, I don't know, prepared. Not what this answer was. Absolutely, though. (laughs) Like, in that same sense, like, brainstorming. Like, I am a creative person. I know that I am. I Sometimes I don't feel that way, but I know that I am. And so a lot of my job, oh, a lot of my job, (laughs) sorry, um, you know, requires creative thinking out loud. My, you know, my boss is always like, shoot me your ideas, you know, I'll, you know, it's that off the cuff stuff. And everyone has that chain, everybody's on the chain email and everybody's just like this and that and that. And I'm just like crickets, you know, <laughs> and then maybe like two days later I'll say, yeah, like I was really thinking by that time it's too late. But then, then I'm looked at as like not the person with the ideas who's supposed to be creative that didn't come with anything. And that's not fair. (laughs) It's an unfair word. I I totally relate to that. That happens to me pretty much on a, yeah. (laughs) Well, at least Monday through Friday. Okay. And I consider myself to be a pretty creative person as well, but how does this translate uh, into our daily behavior and our interactions with other people and the people in our lives, our relationships, and in relation to other people. Dating, relationships, the work life. Well, I think our work life feeds into our relationships socially and dating and all the other stuff because think about where you spend most of your time. So if you spend eight or nine hours a day at the office with the same people every day, what do you have left, especially for an introvert that recharges different ways when you get home, if you have a significant other or just socially anyway? So I am greatly affected at work uh, because I spend most of my time there and m- m- the people that I work with are extroverts. Um, so, I mean, to put it bluntly, most of the time I feel insecure, you know, because I'm like, I'm not. I'm not as I'm not as out there. I'm not presenting my best self, and it's a struggle, you know, because it's like I'm trying to force myself to be extroverted or a little more out there, but I'm not 
functioning properly. It's like a, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a struggle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then it, it does bleed into my, my, you know, uh, relationship because at all that frustration at work about, you know, who am I? I'm like, who am I at work? And then I get home and I'm just like, ah, you don't get me. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one gets me. You know, that's kind of how I, I have to, you know, yeah, but you don't get me. So, um, yeah, it, it affects all areas of the social sphere, I guess. I'm affected to a degree at work. Luckily, I think my supervisor is also an introvert. Mine is too. Mine is too. That's hilarious. Mine is not. (laughs) At all. So she understands, like, I need time to absorb things and process them. And I will get back to you when I am ready to report something to you. Um, Having said that, traveling is... its own other monster because I'm not able to turn it off. I'm not able to get away and escape and be by myself until literally I'm going to sleep. So it's always a struggle for me to come up with the small talk. And um, that is like the worst thing in the world to me is talking to people when I don't want to. Oh my gosh. It is the worst. (laughs) It is like pulling teeth for me because then I start blubbering over my words and I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes... I even draft notes of things that I can talk about oh, so I can seem like a normal a human. So I just have like little talking points like, where are you from? Or blah, blah, blah. Oh, and it's just kind of... I'm different than the both of you because I would rather do small talk with people that I don't know well. I mean, you ask someone about their, their children, you stop having to talk if you don't have children. Mm-hmm. So that's my go-to. I say, oh, do you have kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, how old are they? What are they involved in? You're done. You just have to nod and go, mm-hmm. Oh, how cute. Do you have pictures? You're done. They will show you Facebook and you're good. So small talk is easier because I'm not invested in you. I don't have to remember this. I may never see you again. You know, at my job, really, I can be invested to the point where I say, Okay, I'll pray with you. We'll pray. I'm good. We're done. Like, I care about you at at a level, but I don't have to take that home with me. We don't have to have a lot of follow-up. Other people that are paid more than me will do the follow-up. So I'm done. So that's easier for me. I think it's the awkward, like, the silences Mm -hmm. that get me. Like, you feel like you have to keep the conversation going. If, If there's a silence, then it just feels, particularly at, at, if you're at a, at a, a banquet of some sort, and you have to sit at the table with these people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they seat you with people. They assign seating yes. so that you have to get to know these people and you have to have small talk. And it's just like either I stare at my plate and eat for an hour and a half mm-hmm. or I try to appear to be a normal human. Yeah. Well, sometimes they don't want you to bring your phone. So it's just like you have to interact with these people and it's just the worst thing in the world and I just can't wait to get back to my hotel room and just escape. If you knew in advance that you had something in core in common with the people you were you knew you were going to be forced yeah. to be with, would you find it easier? I don't know. Maybe. But that's kind of why I come up with questions and things to talk about. I think it's easier for me, especially if I, yeah, if I know in advance, like, I'm going to be seated next to so-and-so, you know, somebody that I know that, like, we have working out in common. Okay, you know, that's a relief, you know, like, I can deflect. I've become the master of deflection. So, you know, I can just... (laughs) That's your superhero. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my superhero power. 
Um, yeah, I just like it. Yeah, just talk to me, you know, because I really don't want to share. I don't want to go into detail about my life and, you know, what I like to do. Like, at, at my, I have two jobs. And my other job, you didn't know oh. that. And my other job, um, like, you know, all I have to ask one of my coworkers is, are you dating? You know? And then the floodgates open, and they may talk for, like, 30 minutes. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they, the awkward question comes back to me, like, are you dating? I'm just like, yep. <laughs> Moving on, you know? Like, okay. And then I ask another question where they can talk to me for 30 minutes. I feel that I've mastered that. I, I do good at that. I like it. I guess if you know that you're going to be seated with somebody, I, I, I guess it... It could also work in a way for me where it brings about anxiety. Because if I know who this person is and I know what their personality is like, it's like if I ask this question, it could bring out this. Or if I don't ask the right question, it could bring out that. So I don't know. That's when you have bitchy resting face. <laughs> because you don't, you're, you're literally <laughs> thinking about the laundry you have to do at home or something else. And they think that you hate them and want to kill them and that you're a horrible person or you think you're better than them when really you just don't you've made the small talk you're going to make you're done and you have bitchy resting face I mean you don't know what your face does and I think that's an introvert trait is that your face is expressing what your brain is doing because you think a mile a minute and you're conveying things to an extrovert who's only picking up on that sign and they have run with it and made an entire different assumption from it what are some of the struggles that you guys have in, encountered in dating some? Well, I guess this is assuming that you're dating someone who is not as introverted as you are. What are some of the struggles that you guys have encountered or encounter in your relationships? I know one for me is when I ask for space, I need space, I need time alone. There, 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 there seems to be a breakdown in communication there because you have this person who just wants to be with you, around you, and on you, and under you. Not in a sexual way, but maybe in a sexual Sometimes. way, too. Sometimes. <laughs> and then they think that, you know, that this feeling is mutual, which it is, and you just need time away. And they, and they re- receive that as, yeah, rejection, mm-hmm. pretty much, which can cause a whole shitstorm of problems but have you guys encountered this and and if so like what are some other problems or if not what are some some other um i guess problems that you guys have encountered being introverts in relationships or dating well i'm single right now (laughs) (laughs) but that's a whole different issue because my job is so extroverted that at the end of the day, I don't want to talk to another person. I literally want to pet my dog and read a book and hear silence. So it's been harder for me to motivate myself to meet people and be around people. So I'm, I've started to sort of go on dates with a person. So if you're dating someone that's, you know, a different level on the spectrum than you, it can be more work or less work, but I tend to just date selfish people who take advantage of the fact that I'm an introvert, so I'm seemingly extremely interested in every small thing that they do when it's not always reciprocated. So I don't think that's necessarily extroverted, introverted, just a selfish asshole versus not selfish asshole. So when you've asked for time alone, time away, these selfish people that's been their reaction, like why I don't why do you need time away? Well, I don't understand that. Or have they been somewhat understanding? Um 
in my last relationship, no, he was not understanding. He viewed it totally as a rejection. And then it became how he was putting parameters on the relationship of, oh, well, you said you needed space, so I went off and did A, B, C, and D. Even if that wasn't going outside of the relationship, it was used as a control tactic or almost as a punishment. And so that didn't pan out so well, obviously. Um, I've, I've been really trying to think of how it affects or what it's like in this, in my relationship. The I'm in a relationship, and so <laughs> that's the first step. Um, but it's complicated, I guess, um, because the person that I am dating is almost the same as I am as far as being introverted and extroverted. It's just in different, different ways, you know. Um, he is extroverted. His job is very extroverted, so you know he has to. He's a people person. He has to speak, speak, speak. But he does that like everywhere, whether it's church or like it seems like everybody in the whole city knows him. But then when it comes to us, it's more introverted. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Um, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> but that that's how it is. It's or like around my family, more introverted. Or maybe this is the time when he feels like he can really be himself. Be himself. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. He's yeah. comfortable with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, when he's in uncomfortable he's like, he's, situations. He's, work, he's on. Like he's, right, right. This is the role. And mm-hmm. then with you, it's okay. But then, like, around family, it's like my family's pretty extroverted. They're all, you know, and they their feedback about him is, He's so quiet. He's is he shy? Like he might be too shy for you. I'm like for me. Like who do you think I am? Like I'm shy too. And they're like, yeah, two shy people. You know that doesn't work. I'm like okay, well thanks. Um, so it's 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 an interesting dynamic, but it works for us. You know, like I don't when he's kind of introverted. I'm that's when my extrovert comes out, or when I'm a little introverted, his extrovert comes out. So yeah. We have some balance. That's my positive. (laughs) I don't know where I am on the spectrum. I think it changes any given day. Some days I just don't want to be bothered by earthlings at all. I just want to be within, reflect, be retrospective, recharge, regroup, renew, rejuvenate. What's another reword? Re-energize. Revitalize. Revitalize. Re- Re- uh, renovate? <laughs> renovate? And then some days I am, um, and then some days I actually do, these days are very rare, but I actually really do crave energy from other people. So I actually get up and I go out and I talk to strangers, no less. I know it's rare. But sometimes I feel like to make things a little bit more balanced, because I can really go deep into these pits of I just don't want to talk to anybody at all. So I have a comment about that, the talking to strangers thing. I think that is commonly, like I would say, well, that's a Southern thing because I am not from the South. I don't understand this need to hug a lot of people or this constant... Hi, how's your day? Like, I'm just checking my groceries out. I don't want to be your friend. I don't mean that in a mean way. But that's, I'm not being rude or a Yankee or whatever it is. (laughs) I'm just not interested in you. (laughs) And you're not really interested in me. It doesn't make me rude to just be like, 
to smile and move on. Like, I'm just, I'm here to buy milk and tampons Mm -hmm. and chocolate that we're not going to talk about. And you're just here to check me out. Like, I appreciate it, but move on. So you wouldn't think it's rude to, like, just walk right past somebody without, like, acknowledging their presence? Like a, hi, how are you? Or... A nod or... Because I, I do. I think it's so rude. You talk to everyone, I feel like, when we walk anywhere. Like, no, if someone was in the elevator with you, would you feel the need to say hello? I feel like it would be awkward to be in a in a, a tight space with another human and, like, no... This is not... And not even right. acknowledging... Right. Not even right. acknowledging that another human is there. Right. I think... It, I, I, for, to me, it feels rude. I don't, I don't share that sentiment. You know, I... Uh, this week, I just experienced something. It, it proved my theory, actually, that I prefer to be on, like, roof side. And I don't consider it rude because at work, it seems like, you know, the, the, the oh, work people are going to be hearing this. But I'm not going to call any names or anything. Um, it seems that, you know, the big thing in the morning is, good morning, good morning. You know, it's like a, a, a freaking musical up and down the thing. And I don't do that at all. I might say, hey, you know. <laughs> But, um, but, you know, like, throughout, like, you know, we have to cross these people's paths all throughout the day. I mean, how many times do you want to say, hey, I don't say anything. So, you know, I've been told by others that that's kind of rude. Um, so I tried it out this week. I said, I'm going to say hi, right? So I was like, hi, so-and-so. He walked right past me. <laughs> And And so you you're not saying shit. No, no, whatever. That's not it. So I turned my little body around. I said, I said (laughs) hi. With the name. I did. I was like, I said hi. And he was like, Oh, I thought you were just saying like what's up? Like, because I did say what's up. I was like, what's up? And he was like, Oh, I thought you were just saying that. I'm like, no. I was saying it like hi. See? And then that, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back there. I don't have a problem with just saying a hi, because especially to a stranger, if I know I'm not going to see you anymore, then hey, what's, you know, what's, what's up? It? And then you never know what could come out of a conversation. You just never, I guess that's in the back of my mind. You just never know hmm. what could happen. That is not on the prowl. Meneer's on the prowl. No, so it's, put it in the context of if you're at church, if you're a churchgoer, and people will say, hi, how are you today? That's like a greeting these days. You don't actually really care how I am, and that's not a condemnation on you. But if I'm asking Meneer, hi, how's your day? I care about how your day is. I want to converse with you about that. If It's a conversation starter for me. It's not just a passing like the equivalent of a nod. Yeah. It's it's investment. And again, that's that introvert. Like I'm going to invest in this conversation. If I'm here to get milk and tampons, I'm not here to invest in you as a person. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm speaking with you, I'm investing in you. Wow. So it's a difference in currency. I think I think time is very important to introverts. Yeah. <laughs> like time, like she said, investing time. You care about the things you put your time into or vice versa or whatever. Um, I just don't like... I'll hold it. I just don't. I, I have this conversation with the person I'm dating now all the time because, like, like we said, he's on. Like, I'll be on the phone and he's like, "Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, it's just talking." And I'm like, "But why? Like, what? Like, y'all aren't even. You don't care. You, do you expect for when you say, "Hey, how's it going? Do you, are you expecting this person to say, 
well, uh, my dog, you know, no, I, I took my dog to the there. vet. It's just like, so what's the point? <laughs> it's just some people feel weird if you're if there's another human and you don't acknowledge that they're there. I don't like awkward silences. Like we were on the elevator the other day. Was that you? Mm-hmm. And it was just a an elevator full of people with with no talking. And Strangers. I'm just I'm just like people this. I'm, but I'm saying it feels weird. So I just said something random. Like, well, I guess so Seriously? much so much for elevator music. And they but they laughed. But no, it didn't. It made them laugh. And it's like it broke up the awkward silence. Like they actually, it was like, a, oh, it almost felt like a sigh of relief. Like now we can not pretend like there are not other humans yeah. on the elevator. Like it just, it felt weird to get on an elevator and everyone staring mm-hmm. at the buttons or staring down. What's wrong with acknowledging that there's another human? There's nothing wrong with acknowledging it, but there's the expectation. I think that comes from like the social media culture. You have to like everything or dis. You have to have an opinion on. You have to comment on everything. Like I just, why can't you just? Why can't just smile? I smiled at people when I walked in the elevator. That was my communication of I acknowledge that you're all breathing this air. Let's hope this thing doesn't plummet to the ground. But I think. You saying, hey, how's your day? It's almost the equivalent of liking something on Facebook. Because even if you don't really necessarily care about the status, it's just like, oh, okay, like, and you move on. It's not like you are really actually investing time and the energy into this thing. It's just something to do. I don't think that I like the repetitiveness. Not It's not repetitiveness. But I know that it's just so like, hey, how's it going? Fine. Oh, how are you? Fine. I don't like that, like, at all, because it's so... You don't like the expectation that comes with it. Like, what you said, like, you were told that that wasn't polite. Yeah. You know, that if you were just assumed, they assumed that you weren't a polite person because you didn't acknowledge everyone that walked by you with a good morning and a how's your cup of coffee. Yeah. So, again, there's that assumption of if you don't speak to everyone all the time, you're rude or you're shy and that's something to be ashamed of. So I realize now that we probably should have had an extrovert with us to have this conversation just to give this a little bit of balance, but whatever. Maybe, um, maybe huh? you can find one. Okay, maybe I'll find one. No, probably not. I'm too introverted to do that. <laughs> um, so do you guys wish that you were extroverts? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do just because of the acceptance um, you know, the, the perception of acceptance. It seems that extroverts are more accepted. They, you know, are easy to get along with. They just love everybody. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially in, at work, I want to be looked at in that way, you know, uh, to show that I have some type of authority or say so and that I'm not quiet, shy, weird, you know, whatever. Um so yeah, it crosses my mind or rude, right? It crosses my mind. It's like, oh, I should be more outgoing. And a coworker of mine actually last week he said, "You're gonna have to learn how to play the game." And I was like, I'm, I don't want to play the game. Like that's not me. But you know, I guess I gotta stretch myself. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I think I shared that with you I really do feel like being at work you really are playing a role like you really are uh, you almost have to step into like a character Mm -hmm. because you can't there's no way you can be yourself at work I don't care unless you work for yourself and even then you know you still have to work with other people so you really do have to withhold um a lot of yourself and become something and step into something else if you want to be viewed in a certain way or accepted or 
understood or whatever. So, um, yeah, I wonder how many of those perceived extroverts are putting on a role. That would be that's that would be an interesting conversation. And I wonder if there are people who call themselves introverts but aren't really introverts, or vice versa. Because oh, they think it makes they think it makes them more interesting. Because they think they come across as more introspective and thoughtful and intelligent sometimes when... Yeah, it seems like the cool thing to say. I'm an introvert. I'm weird. Look at me. I'm a little kooky. people use it as an excuse for what they would consider poor behavior. Yeah. 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 That's true. Well, I just just don't like people. I I just need... Yeah. And that's not the case. And then that feeds into the misconception of introverts. It's not that... It's not necessarily that I don't like people. Like, I like people... I just, I'm selective. Right. <laughs> if only we all were that way. But um, do I wish I were an extrovert or more extroverted? Not really. I think I, I think I have a pretty good balance right now. I used to be really bad at one point in my life, but I've kind of learned, like you said, to play the game when I need to. And um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good where I am right now. Like, check back in a year or two, or maybe next month. I might have a different answer, but no. I'm good being near. I don't wish I was more extroverted. I think that I wish I had more self-confidence. I don't think the two are interlinked to being an introvert and having more self-confidence. So I wish that I had a little bit more faith in myself and my ability, but I don't wish that I was more extroverted. I really like the things that I like that are attached to being introverted. I could read all day and never talk to people. And that's fine. But then at some point I want to talk about the book I'm reading with someone. But then, you know, I'm good. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I have my dog for a reason. I like him more than 90% of the people I come across. And that's for a reason. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I have my circle of friends kind of understand that. Most of my friends are more extroverted than I am. And so when I need a push, they push, Manera. But, you know, that's what friends are for. And so I don't know. I, I don't think I would wish to be more extrovert. There's things I'd change about myself to grow, but I don't think I would change my core. I have a coworker who tends to uh, use introvert or to label me as an introvert when it seems she's wanting to kind of talk about me in a way um, it's, or exclude me. But I don't know if it's like bad behavior or if she's trying to be rude. I don't know what it is. It's more like um, trying to tell me I have an attitude, you know, and I think it's, uh, it's her way of saying, but that's okay. You're an introvert. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was going to invite you to, I was going to ask you if you want to go to lunch or, but you know, I never know, honestly, if you want to go or not, you know, you know how you introverts are. And I'm, and in my head, I'm like, but no, that's not, no, that's not it. And your perception is all off, you know. As opposed to if she, if she would actually come to you and, and like, yeah, yeah, ask <laughs> or, you know, try to have some kind of any semblance of a conversation with you, yeah. then she would see that that's actually not the case. But okay. Well, I think, too, like, I'm the planner of my group of friends, which is an odd role for the introvert to have. It doesn't happen unless I plan it, which is frustrating because I kind of feel like they should do more of that. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but then when I don't want to do something, it's, oh, well, you're an introvert. Well, no, I, I just don't, I literally don't want to see that movie. Or I just, I saw you three times this week. I love you, but I don't want to see you again this week. Mm-hmm. So it's not... You know, I think you fall into roles that way or excuses that way, but 
I think sometimes people will use any excuse to label someone else to just suit their own purpose. Oh, my God. The people that want to get drinks after work and... Why? I say no all the time. Why? Sometimes I say yes if I just am really hard up for you. No, no. If I'm hard up for some alcohol, then why not? Or if it's someone's birth, if it's a special occasion, somebody's birthday, then I, you know, try to show up for that. But if it's just we're going to get drinks after work, no, I'm going. I'm going home. Mm -hmm. Like I'm Netflixing and chilling myself for the night. Yes, myself. Don't even. (laughs) Don't even. But I don't get those people who just can be around the same people all day long. Well, and I have started saying no to more of those things because I find myself getting caught in the gossip trap. Yes. And that's a lot. And as women, I think we struggle with that, that it's a time to bitch about other people that aren't at the table. And I'm 100% guilty of that. And so to stop myself from falling into the gossip trap, I just don't go. That you have hit the nail on the head because that person that I also said mm-hmm. accuses me of being an introvert. What it really is is that I may seem closed off because I know that you're trying to get some tea, you uh-huh. know, and or you're wanting to do that, and I don't want to. I don't want to get caught up in that. And um, but so instead of just saying, "Hey, what's going on with you? Why don't you want to?" You know, I haven't heard from you lately or anything. It's more like, "Oh, you're just." Shutting yourself off because you're an introvert. And I want to say, no, I just don't want to gossip. Well, isn't that part of playing the game, too? Like, they look at you negatively if you don't go for drinks all the time. But really, they're just sitting there nine times out of ten bitching about you. You. So would you prefer that I be mature and not go? Or can you have those kinds of drinks? I don't want to stereotype all women and not... But oftentimes at our workplace, yeah, that occurs. I don't. I think that's most. Yeah, it's the one thing you have in common. And I don't want to look like the scene from The Music Man, where it's like pick a little, talk a little. Which I feel like I feel that way myself. So I just don't go. People are probably going to find this conversation like what, the, boring. Like what the hell? Yeah. Are stupid these people talking about <laughs> stupid extroverts? <laughs> so, do you guys have any final thoughts about uh, introversion? Um, extroversion. It sounds like I'm saying extra virgin. Extra virgin. Well, we know that's <laughs> <laughs> As in olive oil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for the hair. Mm-hmm. My final thought would be that I think we've proven this evening that <laughs> you can get three introverts at different levels of introversion together, and the conversation is easy. Wait, what are our levels? So Ruth actually gave us levels of introversion. and Based on a conversation. Based on a, a, a brief conversation. And what did you, what did you come up with? Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the most introverted and 10 being basically extroverted, I gave Manira an 8. In my opinion. That means I'm just bossy. That's what you are bossy, but that's okay. Um, and then I think I gave Natalie a three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's then, funny. You're judging me. Manira is a judgment <laughs> giver. Judging me. So that's normal. But she's on the higher she's end. She's on the higher end. She's an extroverted she introvert, as the name of the podcast. And then I think I gave myself a five or four. Girl, depending on the day, you are a one. That's depending that. On the, depending on the day, yeah. Yeah. For a good. <laughs> Yesterday I was a one. Yesterday I was a for zero. a good six months. No, I'm just playing. No, she's not wrong. <laughs> it could be a, a good a good couple months there where you are like a zero, like a negative one. So 
But I'm kind oh, of no. I, am I guess it averages out to a four for you or three. But then I get drunk on my birthday and tequila pours down my dress on accident and I have to drive home that way. So why did that become a whore? Why did extroverted judgment, extroverted judgment. So we're talking about how you are on an intimate level being an introvert. And we were kind of going back and forth with, in my experience with my group of friends, the, my friends that are extroverted tend to have a harder time with the person they're sleeping with, maybe voicing things they like or don't like or having that true level of intimacy, whereas the friends that I have that are introverted and from personal experience, that's not the case. More open to trying new things, you know, willing to take a risk on something, more vocal about what they like or don't like, what they need or don't need, and that translates into their sex life. So is that your experience that you personally are with people that you know that you're kind of the opposite of your namesake? When you're talking about an intimate life? <clears throat> For me, again, <laughs> it depends. But I think I, I'm I'm definitely vocal. I'm not going to I'm like I'm not going to not tell you what I want. But it it depends. I could also be I can also not want to think or say anything and just expect for you to know. That's a part of being Manira. Like read my mind. I don't want to tell you anything. And also be a little submissive so I can, because I am in control of so much of my life. Like I'm always, you know, on top of everything and I want, I don't want to have to think about anything when I'm there. But as someone with a submissive sort of nature that way, I think that you do, I mean, when you're talking about being submissive, you have your, you're telling when things start and stop. You're telling what the boundary is. So you're still having an element of control. That element of submissive is you just do whatever somebody says is popularized in culture right now, but that's not the case of being submissive. Uh, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's fiction. It's not real BDSM. That's so unhealthy. That, that Listen, Jamie Dornan's ass is healthy. Let's just move on. <laughs> but no, but that's, I think that's interesting to talk about that level of submission. But Natalie, what do you think? Yeah. Um, so I think that. Oh. Um, I think that I'm just going to keep it really short because I agree. Well, I do think that it's opposite. Personally, it's you know like I'm kind of introspective and um, maybe I don't talk so much you know everywhere else, but like intimate on an intimate level, I'm probably the more outspoken one or the one who expresses myself more. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. But, you know, on that note, though, I think that's this, I think that's the same with, I don't know. Okay. So people who think you're shy and all this stuff, you tell them you, you listen to, you know, uh, two chains, you know, and they're just like, what you know there's that misconception again it's like because you're an introvert you only listen to Bach and Mozart you may yeah or you listen to gospel all the time which is my being an introvert does not equal passivity Mm -hmm. and that goes across all levels Um, so that's it I guess it depends on how much of a freak you are Because if you're a freak, you're not going to, like, be laying there like a cold fish. You're going to want to get your rocks off. And that's just the beginning and end of it, I guess, for me. Well, I'll share a first date story. So, 
<laughs> met a person, told me he's very introverted. That was definitely the case. Seemingly, we sit down at a local coffee shop. The first words out of his mouth were, are you willing to wear a strap on and fuck me in the ass? <laughs> I'm going to guess. I don't know that I would say that that person is an introvert. I would say that that person is... Would they be an introvert? I don't... As an introvert, I don't think I could... I if I was... No, if I really, if that was my thing, which it's not, I would say, I would, I would have to know you. I would have to have a level of comfort with you. I just wouldn't be able to really like go on a first date with you and then just throw out my kinkiest thing. That's like a, that's like a fetish split personality. You can be shy about what you want though. Like you can be very direct and, you know, about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds like some fetish, split personality, like, but, but like closet. Said, it depends on how much of a freak you are. If, I mean, well, yeah. having a fetish doesn't mean that you're not an introvert. It doesn't make you a freak either to have a fetish, but right. it's the way in which you ask it. I mean, you're asking basically a personal, a, a stranger <laughs> to, a if you're interested in doing this, if you're willing to do this thing. Well, you know, I'm not willing to have sex with people on the first date. Some people are. I don't know if that makes them extroverted or just hmm. a slut. That's I don't not, know. I think that starts turning into personality disorder. Personality. <laughs> I do. I think that becomes like personality disorders. Like, you know, is that like, you know, free, yeah, we say freak, but is that like kind of like on the side of uh, like... Mm-hmm. Like for real, for like freak, like you could be put in jail. Like your type. wild bill, this is Silence of the Lambs. Yes, like like that. Skin coat. This is like Wild Bill, Silence of the Lambs. Like it rubs the lotion on its skin. Moment. Like that's what I felt. I was just like, he's gonna produce a, he's gonna produce a strap on for me and say, is this your size? Like that's what I was worried about. I just literally got up and walked out. I mean, I've never, I just never spoke to him. I just. The answer was no. I knew that. I had no way to verbalize that in the, the moment of shock and awe, and I just left. So, yeah. Did you meet him on Craigslist? <laughs> no. No, it was plenty of fish, but that's basically <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> he also said he was a churchgoer, which, again, I think they tend to be the biggest freaks. Personality so. disorder. Something's going on there. He needs to see his psychiatrist. <laughs> And we're done. (laughs) And that's episode six, ladies and gents. (laughs) 